You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of the Pulse and the Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit BigBibleRead.com. Leviticus 14. The Lord spoke to Moses. This is the law of the diseased person on the day of purification when he is brought to the priest. The priest is to go outside the camp and examine the infection. If the infection of the diseased person has been healed, then the priest will command that two live clean birds, a piece of cedar wood, a scrap of crimson fabric, and some twigs of hyssop be taken up for the one being cleansed. The priest will then command that one bird be slaughtered into a clay vessel over fresh water. Then he is to take the live bird along with a piece of cedar wood, the scrap of crimson fabric, and the twigs of hyssop, and he is to dip them and the live bird in the blood of the bird slaughtered over the fresh water and sprinkle it seven times on the one being cleansed from the disease. Pronounce him clean and send the live bird away over the open countryside. The one being cleansed must then wash his clothes, shave off all his hair and bathe in water, and so be clean. Then afterward he may enter the camp, but he must live outside his tent seven days. When the seventh day comes, he must shave all his hair, his head, his beard, his eyebrows, all his hair, and he must wash his clothes, bathe his body in water, and so be clean. On the eighth day, he must take two flawless male lambs, one flawless yearling female lamb, three-tenths of an ephah of choice wheat flour as a grain offering mixed with olive oil, and one log of olive oil. And the priest who pronounces him clean will have the man who is being cleansed stand along with these offerings beside the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent. The priest is to take one male lamb and present it for a guilt offering along with a log of olive oil and present them as a wave offering before the Lord. He must then slaughter the male lamb in the place where the sin offering and the burnt offering are slaughtered in the sanctuary because like the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. It is most holy. Then the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest will then take some of the log of olive oil and pour it on his own left hand. Then the priest is to dip his right forefinger into the olive oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle some of the olive oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. The priest will then put some of the rest of the olive oil that is in his hand on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the blood of the guilt offering and the remainder of the olive oil that is in his hand, the priest is to put on the head of the one being cleansed. So the priest is to make atonement for him before the Lord. The priest must then perform the sin offering and make atonement for the one being cleansed from his impurity. After that, he is to slaughter the burnt offering, and the priest is to offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. So the priest is to make atonement for him, and he will be clean. If the person is poor and does not have sufficient means, he must take one male lamb as a guilt offering for a wave offering to make atonement for himself, one-tenth of an ephah of choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering, a log of olive oil, and two turtle doves or young pigeons, which are within his means. One will be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. On the eighth day, he must bring them for his purification to the priest at the entrance of the meeting tent before the Lord. And the priest is to take the male lamb of the guilt offering and the log of olive oil and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then he is to slaughter the male lamb of the guilt offering and the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest will then pour some of the olive oil 
into his own left hand and sprinkle some of the olive oil that is in his left hand with his right forefinger seven times before the Lord. Then the priest is to put some of the olive oil that is in his hand on the right earlobe of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the place of the blood of the guilt offering. And the remainder of the olive oil that is in the hand of the priest, he is to put on the head of the one being cleansed to make atonement for him before the Lord. He will then make one of the turtle doves or young pigeons which are within his means a sin offering and the other a burnt offering along with the grain offering. So the priest is to make atonement for the one being cleansed before the Lord. This is the law of the one whom there is a diseased infection who does not have sufficient means for his purification. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, When you enter the land of Canaan, which I am about to give to you for a possession, and I put a diseased infection in a house in the land you are to possess, then whoever owns the house must come and declare to the priest, Something like an infection is visible to me in the house. Then the priest will command that the house be cleared before the priest enters to examine the infection, so that everything in the house does not become unclean. And afterward the priest will enter to examine the house. He is to examine the infection. And if the infection in the walls of the house consists of yellowish-green or reddish eruptions, and it appears to be deeper than the surface of the wall, then the priest is to go out of the house to the doorway of the house and quarantine the house for seven days. The priest must return on the seventh day and examine it. And if the infection has spread in the walls of the house, then the priest is to command that the stones that had the infection in them be pulled and thrown outside the city into an unclean place. Then they shall scrape the house all around on the inside, and the plaster which they have scraped off must be dumped outside the city into an unclean place. They are then to take other stones and replace those stones, and he is to take other plaster and replaster the house. If the infection returns and breaks out in the house after he has pulled out the stones, scraped the house, and it is replastered, the priest is to come and examine it. And if the infection is spread in the house, it is a malignant disease in the house. It is unclean. He must tear down the house its stones, its wood, and all the plaster of the house, and bring all of it outside the city to an unclean place. Anyone who enters the house all the days the priest has quarantined it will be unclean until evening. Anyone who lies down in the house must wash his clothes. Anyone who eats in the house must wash his clothes. If, however, the priest enters and examines it, and the infection is not spread in the house after the house has been replastered, then the priest is to pronounce the house clean because the infection has been healed. Then he is to take two birds, a piece of cedar wood, a scrap of crimson fabric, and some twigs of hyssop to purify the house. And he is to slaughter one bird into a clay vessel over fresh water. He must then take the piece of cedar wood, the twigs of hyssop, the scrap of crimson fabric, and the live bird, and dip them in the blood of the slaughtered bird and in the fresh water and sprinkle the house seven times. So he is to purify the house with the blood of the bird, the fresh water, the live bird, the piece of cedar wood, the twigs of hyssop, and the scrap of crimson fabric. And he is to send the live bird away outside the city into the open countryside. So he is to make atonement for the house, and it will be clean. This is the law for all diseased infections, for skull, for the diseased garment for the house, for the swelling, for the scab, and for the bright spot, to teach when something is unclean and when it is clean. This is the law for dealing with infectious disease. Mark 3 Then Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched Jesus closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so they could accuse him. So he said to the man who had the withered hand, Stand up among all these people. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or evil to save a life or destroy it? But they were silent. After looking around at them in anger, grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, 
stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. So the Pharisees went out immediately and began plotting with the Herodians as to how they could assassinate him. Then Jesus went away with his disciples to the sea and a great multitude from Galilee followed him and from Judea and Jerusalem, Idumea beyond the Jordan River and around Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude came to him when they heard about the things he had done. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him so the crowd would not press toward him. For he had healed many so that all who were afflicted with diseases pressed toward him in order to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he sternly ordered them not to make him known. Now Jesus went up to the mountain and called for those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve so that they would be with him, and he could send them to preach and to have authority to cast out demons. To Simon he gave the name Peter. To James and his brother John, the son of Zebedee, he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder. And Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now Jesus went home, and a crowd gathered so that they were not able to eat. When his family heard this, they went out to restrain him, for they said, He is out of his mind. The experts in the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the ruler of demons he casts out demons. So he called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom will not be able to stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan rises against himself and is divided, he is not able to stand and his end has come. But no one is able to enter a strong man's house and steal his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can thoroughly plunder his house. I tell you the truth, people will be forgiven for all sins, even the blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, but is guilty of an eternal sin, because they said he has an unclean spirit. Then Jesus' mother and his brothers came. Standing outside, they sent word to him to summon him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. He answered them and said, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who were sitting around him in a circle, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Psalm 45, for the music director, according to the tune of Lilies, by the Koraites, a well-written poem, a love song. My heart is stirred by a beautiful song. I say I have composed this special song for the king. My tongue is as skilled as the stylus of an experienced scribe. You are the most handsome of all men. You speak in an impressive and fitting manner. For this reason, God grants you continual blessings. Strap your sword to your thigh, O warrior. Appear in your majestic splendor. Appear in your majesty and be victorious. Ride forth for the sake of what is right on behalf of justice. Then your right hand will accomplish mighty acts. Your arrows are sharp and penetrate the hearts of the king's enemies. Nations fall at your feet. Your throne, O God, is permanent. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. For this reason, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy, elevating you above your companions. All your garments are perfumed with myrrh, aloes, and cassia. From the luxurious places come the music of stringed instruments that makes you happy. 
Princesses are among your honored women. Your bride stands at your right hand wearing jewelry made with gold from Ophir. Listen, O princess, observe and pay attention. Forget your homeland and your family. Then the king will be attracted to your beauty. After all, he is your master. Submit to him. Rich people from Tyre will seek your favor by bringing a gift. The princess looks absolutely magnificent, decked out in pearls and clothed in a brocade trimmed with gold. In embroidered robes, she is escorted to the king. Her attendants, the maidens of honor who follow her, are led before you. They are bubbling with joy as they walk in procession and enter the royal palace. Your sons will carry on the dynasty of your ancestors. You will make them princes throughout the land. I will proclaim your greatness through the coming years. Then the nations will praise you forever. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.